of the Food at This Podcast. I'm Tyler Raymond, joined as always by my co-host and analyst, Charlie Pollock. How's it going, Charlie? What's up, dude? Super, super excited to break this one down. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Now, unfortunately, we, again, for the third episode straight, he'll be back next week, guys. But he's not here with us today. That's Dayton Brown. Slacker. Um, if you're listening, Dayton, uh, hello. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we've got a good episode to review, guys. Uh, preview, actually. It's a good episode of preview. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to be home. The New Orleans Saints are going to be going to Cincinnati. It's going to be a good game. So, let's just dive right on in about it. So, the Saints are coming off an impressive win against the once undefeated Los Angeles Rams. I love mentioning that. We yeah. broke their undefeated streak. But um, we now travel to Cincinnati, as I said, to play the Bengals. And the Bengals are currently 5-3 and three and are second place in the AFC North, right behind the Steelers, who molly the Panthers last night. And I was pretty happy to see that. Did you yeah, get to watch the game or no? Yeah, I watched most of it. Um, I was kind of surprised, man. I mean... The Panthers looked like looked doo-doo. Like, they looked like straight doo-doo, man. I have <laughs> Christian McCaffrey on one of my fantasy teams, and he, he did well for me. But yeah, um, see, my idiot like... self, I needed a stream of defense because my defense was on uh, was on bye. Oh, was, yeah. I think it's the Texans, right? The Texans are on bye. Yeah. And uh, some, I, for some stupid reason, the Carolina was available, and I scooped them, and they lost me three points. Uh, that's not, it could be worse, but that stinks. So, uh, uh, I've got the Bears defense, but, um, nice. speaking of, uh, this matchup though, uh, the Bengals, of course, are led by a fiery redhead, Andy Dalton, of course, and with a mix of the, and... what'd you say? It's the red rocket. Yeah. The red rocket, man. Uh, <laughs> he's underrated, but, uh, he's certainly got a red head on top of his head, but, um, <laughs> he, they're led by, uh, a young, uh, crew of offense. They've got, of course, uh, the goat to most people, AJ green. They've got John Ross, Tyler Boyd, uh, Joe Mixon. There's going to be a lot of different weapons to say it's going to have to deal with Sunday, but yeah, it's going to be a good game. So, um, we take a look at the matchup, Charlie. What's the first thing that like pops out to you, man? Well, what I like about the matchup is, um, you know, we got the uh, we got the injury report. So yeah. it looks like, like six people out. Right. So I'm going to read it. It looks like Cat uh, Terrell, who used to cover the Saints. She's an LSU alum. Um, if you listen to our podcast and you know who she is and you love her, uh, we miss you, Cat. We wish you were still down in the boot, but you want to freeze your butt off in Cincinnati, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> so she tweeted out that. Vontez Burfick, the uh, notorious dirty player of the uh, AFC North, will not be playing. Um, A.J. Green is out. Cornerback uh, Darquise Denard is out. Tyler Croft is out. Nick, Nick Vigil is out. Josh Malone is out. And then doubtful is Giovanni Bernard. Um, so they have quite a, bit of pe- quite a bit of pieces that are out. Um, and one of the things, you know, A.J. Green is a problem. You know, he's, he's someone that you always have to account for. Probably We probably would have seen Marshawn Lattimore against him, and that would have been such a marquee matchup. Um, yeah. And now you'll probably see a little bit more of him on Tyler Boyd, who's having a phenomenal year. Um, and Joe Mixon, their young running back, is has come on and is really, has really developed into one of the, the better, younger running backs in the NFL. So I'm interested to see our run defense uh, continue its, its – uh, you know, it's dominance um, against opposing running backs. I'm, I'm interested to see that matchup. And, you know, um, 
Cincinnati's pass defense is not very good. I mean, they're in yeah, the low. terrible, actually. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about that later or whatever. But they're in the low 20s. Um, so I'm really interested to see that, too. I mean, I think this is a good road matchup for us. I think, you know, depending on Dallas and whatnot, this might be the easier game left on the schedule. So yeah. I expect. You know, there's a lot been a lot of talk about a trap game, but I expect the Saints to go up there and win by at least two touchdowns. Wow, there you go, uh, going bold, right? I think it's funny that uh, <laughs> we still have haters being seven and one, and yet people are still saying, "Oh yeah, this is a trap game. The Bengals up at Cincinnati, they're going to beat the Saints." But it could happen. Some... I mean, don't get me wrong. It could yeah, totally it could happen. happen. Will it? Probably not, though. But um, some stats uh, back this up because, of course, we know how red hot the um. Uh, the Saints' offenses, but let's talk about how icy cold the Bengals' defense is. So they're ranked 30th in points allowed per game with 29.6. The Bengals are last in the league in two different stats, actually. Total yards given up per game, 448. And they're last in the league in total passing yards allowed on defense with 319. So, And they're missing a ton of different players. Honestly, like as, as happy I am uh, to see... Uh, AJ Green now, all those different guys. I still think the wide receivers are going to be like impactful weapons for that uh, Bengals offense. I'm more happy that uh, Vontez is out, you know, because any dirty player like that, like please get him away from Drew Brees. I don't care how how good our offensive line is, I don't want him on the same field as Drew Brees. You know, I, I don't need Drew Brees getting killed out there. You know? Yeah, I mean, Burfick is just a total dirtbag, and I don't yeah. understand how. Honestly, I don't understand so how he's still. Young. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand how he still has a job. I mean, it's it's week after week um, of him just being a dirty player, and you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I guess I could say I'm glad he's not playing. Although I would wouldn't mind going up against going up against him, but you know, it's just whatever, man. It's any given Sunday. You never know who you're going to line up against. The bottom line is you got to play who's on the other side of the ball and, and get a win. For sure, you know, and just looking at the Bengals roster, it's the the Bengals have had like a really interesting season, you know. Uh, I don't know if really anybody really counted them out this year, but at the same time, nobody really expected them to be, I guess, second place right now. I think if you had to ask AFC North fans, they'd probably go with the Ravens and the Steelers, not the Bengals and the Steelers. But they've got like an interesting group of people, you know. We mentioned Boyd, you have John Ross. Uh, they have a tight end who I actually like a lot because he's on my fantasy team, CJ Uzuma, you know, because yeah, uh, Eifer went down a long time ago. Yep. But uh, you what's, what's interesting for me is I'm curious to see uh, if uh, I, I feel like every week the Saints play undefeated, de- uh, play underrated defensive players. And this week I feel like it's going to be Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins. I feel like they're pretty underrated, but I still think they're really good though. And I'm curious to see how the most underrated offensive line in football does against them. You know, I think it's going to be a good test because they've got some good guys there. Absolutely. Yeah. But with that being said though, uh, let's see other matchups I want to get into. I think Michael Thomas versus their secondary is going to be a really good matchup, you know, because they're allowing so many different points, so many different yards. I don't think Michael Thomas will go off and have 200 yards again. So can't believe he did that. But um, I think it's going to be a really good game. Other wide receiver news we have to mention. So it's a bit of back and forth right now. We have different reports coming out. Sean Payton said uh, publicly, I think he said it on purpose, 
that we don't know if Des Bryant's going to play. Uh, I think somebody from NFL Network, I forget his name. I Yeah, that's it. I retweeted on Twitter. He said he's expected to sit out Sunday's game because, of course, he wanted to drop weight. He needs more of the two practices to get acclimated to the offense. And, of course, Sean Payne isn't going to say anything to really give the edge to the Saints, you know, with a question mark there. But it's going to be interesting. Uh, could you see him playing at all or no? No, I think at this no. point it's pretty clear he's not going to suit up and play. Yeah, it'd be pretty crazy if he did, though. And with that being said, though, you now have Tegan Jr. we mentioned on IR, Cameron Meredith now. Not that really has done anything. So that just means for the main guys, you have Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, and Austin Carr. So I'm curious to see who gets how many receptions and how many yards. But almost feels like the Saints are a little bit limited here for the time being, you know? Yeah, we could see. I mean, they said that Tommy Lee Lewis was back at practice. Um, yeah, that'd be nice to see. Last. So he was on IR. I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know if he's eligible to play this week because. Isn't there the extra two weeks too? That yeah, has to six, sit? yeah, six weeks plus two. And I don't know if he's satisfied that yet, but I do know that he's been back at practice. So if he's eligible, I could see him playing. Nick Underhill uh, issued an article today about Keith Kirkwood playing very well in practice and impressing people. Ooh, maybe so, they'll bring him up. Maybe, maybe one of those games where we bring him up just in case. But um, going to be kind of chilly up there. I was just actually just now looking at the weather. Um, it's it's and funny it, you mention that. Yeah, uh, well, it's actually it looks, snowing outside right now, outside my window in uh-huh. Syracuse, New York. Can you believe that? I I can <laughs> Syracuse, New York. Yeah, it's pretty raw down here, man. It's uh like low forties and raining all day, which is just morbid. But as far as Sunday in 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 Cincinnati, it's gonna be mostly sunny in forty six. Um, to me, that's that's not an issue for this team. There's we saw you were at the game last year in Buffalo, cold oh, and crap. That was terrible. It was, yeah, was the weather sucked, but. You know, we scored forty some points and ran the ball a bajillion times for a bajillion yards. I, I, I almost think maybe. Uh, you know, at first when I was looking at the matchup and and I was thinking maybe this is one of those games where we just bring the ground and pound. But man, you gotta love the the passing game matchup in this exactly in this game. Um, you know, versus that secondary. But I do think we'll probably run it just a little bit more because we are thin at wide receiver. Um, you know. Taysom Hill has been has has lined up at wide receiver before, and I could see, yeah, well, yeah, and 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 going after passes, I I could see him um, as a as a target. You know, I could see a package for him at at wide receiver. I I think we're, I think to get by for a week, you know, I think I think we're okay, and and something tells me that um, Dez absolutely is going to want to play versus uh, the Eagles next week. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think it's funny, you know, looking at the matchup, too. I think I think there are two main things that can happen. I think uh, there are obvious choices. I think you can uh, ground and pound if it gets really cold. You know, we don't want to risk it. But then you said the matchup, though. And Drew Brees is literally a surgeon when it comes to throwing the football, you know. And he's on he's on pace right now to break the passing um, uh, completion percentage. His again. own record. Yeah, his own record. And it's just insane. And... You know, it's funny. I mentioned a few weeks ago. I'm going to mention it again. Maybe they mixed the two, you know, and whatever happened to Mark Ingram uh, catching uh, passes or Alvin Kamara running routes like a receiver. I would love to see a little bit more of that, you know. Yeah, it's been um, 
it's been yeah it's been this season's been a lot more of the alvin Kamara show coming out of the backfield yeah. than it has been the boom and zoom of the two and uh i really i'm with you i really really want to see um i really want to see mark ingram get going because yeah it's just gotta happen man i mean yeah absolutely He's integral for this uh, this offense, and him getting going will will be great um, for everything. I mean, if we're able to run the ball downhill, it opens up the uh, the passing game, the intermediate passing game. Uh, so, I mean, you know, he's Andy Dalton's having a pretty good season. He's uh, he's only thrown eight interceptions, and he's averaging about two hundred and sixty three yards a game. Um, Not terrible. So, you know, this could be a game where we get into a shootout <laughs> let's hope let's hope yeah. not um we are undefeated on the road this year uh knock on wood <laughs> so um yeah i mean i think the matchup obviously favors us they're missing a couple key people there's no excuse if you know there's really no excuse for us going on the absolutely. road to win this game absolutely man i think the saints right now i was bringing it somewhere i think we're five and a half point favorites i think after the injury report came out uh, we could be. I can pull it up on. Um, I could actually go to Odd Shark and see see what they yeah, have. Yeah, if you want. Yeah. Well, while you do that, I'll mention what uh, Dayton said uh, for the time being. So it, he actually mentioned the same thing as you did. The Saints have no excuses to lose this game, as uh, Cincinnati's uh, best defensive and offensive players are out. Tyler Boyd will have a great day for the Bengals, much like Michael Thomas and Kamara should for the Saints. And he says, "Don't sleep on Josh Hill." So another Saints receiver that the Bengals should keep an eye on because I think it's funny, you know, um, every time uh, a lot of people always like to mention, you know, the Mr. Reliable Ben Watson, but playoff Josh Hill is just as much, uh, just as much a threat, you know, uh, sure. He doesn't have the exact same skill set, but um, with that being said, though, uh, other key matchups I want to take a look at, uh, I think it, I think it sort of like ties into both right now. So we're going to get into uh, fasting players a little bit uh, later because uh, I think like a matchup like this, especially with Green being out, it's always interesting to see like who plays and uh, who slaughters defenses and who scores a bunch of points. But um, other weapons for the Bengals I was looking at, of course, you had Andy Dalton at quarterback. You had Joe Mix at running back who can do multiple things. Tyler Boyd, I think, is going to have a huge game. I'm curious to see how well John Ross does because he hasn't exactly done a ton during the season. For example, I'm looking at his fantasy stats right now. He had a couple games where he averaged a few points. He had one game against Atlanta where he had 13.2, but the last four weeks he's literally done nothing. So what do you think, though? Of the two, who do you see having the bigger game, Charlie? John Ross, Tyler Boyd, maybe you see even a— CJ Uzuma get uh, get thrown on a few passes there, but I'm really paying attention to uh, Tyler Boyd. He's come on and done well. John Ross is like a he's a speedster that can you know beat you deep. So I would like to think that. I mean, me just going off the top of my head, this is like what I would plan on is Lattimore one on one on Boyd, and you have. Eli Apple on John Ross with safety over top help so he doesn't get beat deep with that speed. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we're kind of, I mean, offensively, we're dominant to them. I mean, they're averaging less than 100 yards a game uh, as far as running the ball, which, um, you Good know, for us. I think 
Joe Mixon's not that bad though. I mean, he's averaging just under five yards a carry. So he's, yeah, that's pretty good actually. He's he's playing well. Uh, you know, this is another good running back that we're gonna have to prove our uh, our running our rush defense dominance on. Absolutely. You know, I think it's funny he he's done so well, Mixon. You know, and I forget the whole the whole side of it. I think there was stuff coming out. You know, back when the draft happened about him, and I think that yeah, he beat up a girl. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And it, it caused his draft, uh, his stock to fall a bit. But he's impressed, you know. And I think it's funny, just about time and time after again, even when stuff like this comes out and happens, it doesn't stop the player from performing. And in the end, the player ends up shining. Like, look at Mixon. He's already taken Giovanni Bernard's role. You know, sure, he's been injured, Bernard, but um, he's still really good. And he's now the main back. So I think those are a bunch of weapons uh, the Saints are going to have to keep an eye out for. If you had to ask me, I, I bet you probably think the same. I'm sure Dayton does too. It's probably going to be another week, unfortunately, where one receiver gets open every time or one receiver finds a way to beat us, and we're probably going to be allowing 80, 90 yards uh, pessimistically to the Bengals. You know? um, would you say that's Boyd, even though he's probably going to be covered by Lattimore? Or could you see the speedy John Ross maybe having that? I could see John Ross getting behind us. Um, I could, I could see that. I could see Tyler Boyd having a good game. Um, You know, just depending on the coverages, I, I really don't trust this back end. You know, at all. Um, This is until the back end really proves us anything different. This is just another week where we, we, uh, we just have to outscore them. Yeah, because they're giving up 448 yards a game and. They're allowing, you know, over 128 yards rushing per game. Wow. They're allowing over 319 yards a game. And they're allowing um, 29, almost 30 points a game on defense. So, Jeez. yeah, I mean, I – Makes like, our defense look good. <laughs> yeah, it does. It makes – it really does because we give up 27 points a game. and But we give up 311 yards passing a game. So, uh, and this is going to be another one of those games where we have to outscore them. But I'm going to be – I'm going to be uh, overly confident this week and just say that because I don't want to hear any of this trap game stuff, although Neither I, do I. I totally see the argument for a trap game. Like I, I 100% see it. But, you know, this this team should be focused. They should not overlook anyone. I mean, the Bengals are a good team. They, I think it was week one, they absolutely obliterated the Ravens, right? I mean, yeah. They're, they're, they're solid. They're a good team, and it's at home, you know, or in their, their jungle, I guess, as they call it. And uh, it'll it should be a good game, but I'm I'm expecting a two score win from the Saints. Wow. Well, there you go. You know, and we mentioned everything with the defense today. You know, the defense looks really uh, looks really uh, like a weakness for the Bengals right now, and the Saints a bit too. But obviously, I think, uh, for example, but I think it can go with anything. I expect big things out of the Saints performers uh, come Sunday. I think it's going to be a huge matchup for the Saints offensively. I think they can get it done. I expect Ingram and Kamara to have big games. If you play fantasy, Charlie, you do. I do too. Start literally everybody uh, that is playing for the Saints on Sunday because it is going to be a good game. And I think I just want to touch on it a little bit more before we move on. Uh, the defense, we think right now that it has a good chance of being a shootout. The Bengals' defense is a liability. Do you see uh, the front four for the Bengals getting any pressure and or sacks on Drew Brees this week, Charlie? 
Do I see them getting sacks? They could. I mean, they have a decent pass rush, um, especially yeah. up the middle, which is which is really how you can get to Breeze is that push up the middle. Um, he, you know, Breeze does a really good job of stepping up into the pocket, looking through his windows to make his throw. So if you clog the windows and you can apply pressure up the middle, I, I could see it happening. I mean, this offensive line is playing great, and yeah. we just you know stunted one of, if not the best defensive lines in the league last week. Exactly. You know, you, you'd expect another clean game, especially if we're doing, you know, the quick passes that we've, that we've been doing and run some screens and run the ball. But, you know, I, I could see it happening. Yeah, I could see it too. I think every week, you know, it's sort of like a what-if possibility, you know. It's like, how good are we playing, you know. And I, I think I think it's funny too that uh, some of the stats are skewed a bit. I was seeing some stuff on PFF, and they actually had Andrews Pete as one of their worst guards this year, which I think is ridiculous. But um, it's funny. We we actually didn't mention the injury report for the Saints. Um, just about the whole entire offensive line was um, a limited uh, the past couple week, uh, weeks, days. Uh, I think most of uh, most of the linemen had uh, either something with a knee or a hip. I think maybe even a back. But um, hopefully they'll all be good to go Sunday, you know, and hopefully – uh, you know, everything's one of the trenches, and hopefully we can dominate, you know? but Yeah, I think the injury report should come out here. Uh, sometime pretty, soon. Sometime soon, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see. But, yeah, I expect the, the, the entire offensive line did to be fine. I don't, you know. But there were so many people on that injury report yesterday. It's, I don't want – really don't want this to be – was it uh, yesterday or Wednesday? Um, I really don't want this to be one of those weeks where we kind of – you know, take it lightly. Um, yeah, no, we should never do that. You know, if this team's a playoff team, you need to you need to give it your all every single time. Floor, uh, pedal to the metal, pedal to the floor, like no mercy. You know, and it doesn't matter. You know, look what look what the Steelers did to the Panthers. You know, and they they dropped the most points ever uh, at their home field. The Steelers ever. You know, and if the Steelers can do that against the Panthers, we can definitely do the Steelers a favor and molly off the Bengals. So hopefully that happens. Uh, switching topics a bit, we want to get back to the Saints here. So obviously uh, we've been talking about the Saints. They're 7-1. They're a really good team, arguably one of the best teams right now in the NFL. But yet we're so picky. We know what this team is like. We know uh, the issues, the problems, the weaknesses. Well, I'm getting at Charlie. Who needs to step up for the Saints this week? A couple guys on offense, maybe some people on defense. Who do you think needs to be a playmaker? Who do you think needs to really help this team uh, show up and show out for the Saints against the Bengals? Um, the Bengals like to throw the ball, and I'm looking for Marcus Williams to step up. He's got one interception on the year. We're halfway through the year. He had, what, four or five total last year. Um, so I'm – I'm looking for him. You know, everyone talked about Marcus Williams. You know, all summer long we heard about how amazing he looked in camp. Now he was how getting interception, was. you know, interception after interception in camp, and he was just tearing it up. And he was on this redemption tour. I'm waiting for it, man. I'm waiting for Marcus Williams to have one of those games where he gets another interception, hell, maybe two interceptions, and uh, really gets back to the level that he was playing at last year as a rookie. Um you know, there could be some other things going on in the in the in the coverages mm-hmm. that are kind of, you know, holding him back a bit. But I'm really looking for him to make a splash. 
And and honestly, Kurt Coleman has lost his starting job to Von Bell. I guess Von Bell never technically lost it because Kurt yeah. Coleman came in and they they battled it out. But you know, you'd like to see if we're going to run some more big nickel three safety sets. You'd like to see some more out of Kurt Coleman. Um, but I guess on defense, my guy would be would be Marcus Williams, and on offense, my guy would be um, you know whoever that uh, I guess Traquan Smith. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that Traquan Smith might have a big game. Ooh, that'd be nice to see. Because I don't think Marvin Lewis is going to let Michael Thomas beat, beat beat them up the way he did against the Rams. Marvin Lewis is a you know, smart coach that's been around the block, and I could see a lot of attention going to Michael Thomas in the passing game, and that might open up some opportunities for Traquan. Ooh, and that'd be good for sure, you know, and Drew Brees definitely knows where uh, Traquan Smith is now, you know, after these few games, you know, hasn't done a ton, but he's done enough. So hopefully that catches Drew's eye. For me, it's funny you mentioned the secondary. Uh, I think that's sort of like expected. I would love to mention the secondary, but just to throw things up a bit, make it interesting. I'm going to mention the defensive line. We say it every week uh, right now. Uh, Marcus Davenport's out. You got to meet him. He's a beast. We need him back. But until then, somebody needs to step up. Sheldon Rankins has been doing has been doing his job. Hasn't been getting a ton of sacks, but he's been getting pressure. You know who I really haven't seen do anything yet? He's only played one game starting this. Uh, I don't even know if he really started, but he played one game already. Trey Hendrickson, man. You need to step up and do some work for the Saints, man. Uh, like, I would love to see, you know, uh, all – all of the expectations that were put on his shoulders, everything that we expected of him to be, you know, sure, he was a third-round pick of Florida Atlantic, but, heck, that's a decent pick to me. Like, come on, Trey Hendrickson, step up, man. Get some he had sacks, an okay some... game yeah. last week in, in the run game, which really surprised me because he had been pretty weak in the run game. Um, didn't really apply, apply that much pressure against Jared Goff, but, I, I, yeah, I, I agree, man. I'm with you on that. I'd like to see... I'd like to see Trey Hendrickson, you know, getting in the backfield on, on some too. pass plays. And, you know, if you're going to stay on the defensive line, David on Yamada. Um, you know, exactly. You know, he's one of those guys where, you know, you spend a third-round pick on a guy out of Canada who had only played football for a few years, but he was physically ridiculous and he was going to be molded into this awesome player. And I think he's a solid rotational guy, but he lost his job. He lost his job to, to Stallworth. And yeah. I'd like to see Onyemata fight back and do something, you know, get a sack or get a a blow up a run in the backfield or something to try to win that starting cool. job back. That would definitely be cool, man. You know, I think I think with that being said, it sort of goes to everybody. Stallworth, uh, Davison, you know, Hendrickson. We know Cam's getting double and triple teamed. This offensive line, the Bengals. I think it's decent. It's not great. If it was great, I'd be I'd be hearing everything amazing about them. Uh, that's not their main strong suit. It's all the young receivers. So defense, uh, do work, please. Uh, help Drew Brees any way possible. If your secondary can't do it outside of Lattimore, please let it be your front four and even your front seven. I would love to see more help, even though actually they've been helping them a ton, uh, the linebackers. But just everything uh, as a community, that'd be great for me. And I don't yeah, offense, I mean he. Taylor Stallworth is I, I, he's an undrafted rookie. Yeah, it's crazy how he's and for actually him to be right and for him to be starting over David Onyemata. I mean, that's you know I, it's an accomplishment on its own. Yeah, I mean Onyemata was basically you know we heard he was another guy who we heard over the summer how how much he's progressed and how good he looked in camp and 
I'm not seeing it. I mean, last year, towards the end of the year, I thought he really started to play well. Um, But, yeah, man, uh, someone else inside other than Sheldon Rankins needs to step up to be able to provide pressure up the middle. Even Cam could step up a bit on the outside. Cam could. I mean, he's he's on track for a lot less sacks than he had last year in his all-pro bid. Um, And I know he's commanding a lot more attention. You know, maybe we could slide him around and move him. And I'm all for that. Yeah, you know, like I think not having Marcus Davenport kind of hurts because then at that point you just every pass play you got to slide your protection to Cam Jordan, but that opens up opportunities for other people and other people got to step up. I mean, got to step up, got got to apply pressure. Jared Goff had almost no pressure whatsoever last week, and. You know, let's let's hope that, you know, after looking at the tape this week, they can correct that and moving forward, be able to apply pressure to the quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I apologize for the inconvenience of a cell phone being in my background. It's my father's old cell phone. Dad, get an iPhone if you're listening to this. Um, Is it a flip phone? Huh? Is it a flip phone? It's it's a flip phone, and I'm not even going to (laughs) bother looking for it. Maybe you uh, uh, could uh, mail it down to Michael Thomas for his next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Michael Thomas is calling. Yeah, yeah, next, uh, yeah. Michael, we... Michael Thomas is calling on the flip phone. Yeah, we're going to have to interview Michael Thomas in a second. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you're listening, please get an iPhone. I don't like that chime. But um, on offense, uh, it's funny. I'm actually not going to mention Michael Thomas. He's been doing great work. He's been doing practically the only thing for the Saints besides Kamara and um. Ben Watson. I'm going to go with Austin Carr. Like, I don't know. Ever since I heard this story of him donating blood back when he was in college, and I got to meet him uh, when I was in New Orleans, and he signed my poster. Like, I've had huge expectations for him. I'm like, please. Ever since I saw the one drop pass in the end zone, a pass here, a pass there, I'm like, please, Austin Carr, get open. Please do something. I would love to see that, man. I, I think you have high potential. I would love to see some other people step up for the Saints, you know, and I think that could be really huge for the offense. But, you know, yeah. So with that being said, though, I think that's everything that we've covered. Last but not least, of course, we have to get the score predictions. I, I took it out for a day, and I was going to mention it at the last second. But I figured not to earlier when I, I read his whole spiel about what the Saints need to do against the Bengals. He has the Saints winning 38-28. to 28. Uh, I'll mention everything again, just in case you didn't hear it earlier, guys. Uh, no excuses to lose, of course. Tyler Boyd, he thinks we'll have a huge game. And Michael Thomas should, too, as is Camaro. And don't sleep on playoff Josh Hill. How about you, Charlie, man? I need to still think of a score for mine. But what are you thinking? How is it going to turn out for the Saints this week? Saints win 31-17. Ooh, that's a big gap too. Wow, it is. It is. That's that's my expectation of of this matchup. That's why that's that's how I think it should go. There you go, man. For me, it's tough. I was actually looking into the schedule to see how many times we've scored over thirty and everything. I think the Saints are going to win thirty-one twenty-one. Hopefully, everybody comes together and has a huge game. I think this is going to be huge for the Saints. I think we can only go up from here. I think it's going to be a great game. And hopefully, like the Steelers did to the Panthers last night, I love to mention it. I have a few uh, fans from my work around here that are big Steelers fans. So uh, props to you guys. Hopefully the Saints can do the same. I'm Molly Watt, the Bengals. But, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to mention about this game? Or should we just get into uh, the closing pieces? Um, 
you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I really think this is the last uh, game. I don't you know. Maybe lightly. I'm just being – I'm kind of sleeping on the Bengals a little bit here. I, I just really think this is the game that the Saints should go up there and, and kill take them. Take care of business, yeah. Yeah, take care of business. Drew Brees said, get a win and get the hell out. I expect exactly. to get a win and get the hell out. But, I, you know, have it sting a little bit. We should, yeah. It should be a good win. This should be a good win for us. I expect a good win. A good statement impact win. Speaking of Jubilees a little bit, we got we got a couple minutes here to talk. Did you see the thing all over Twitter where you got to see his really nice living room and his kids didn't even have shirts on. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was I mean, awesome. he, was, he was throwing all those balls to all of his different kids. It was really funny. Yeah, that was great. It looked fun. I wanted to be one of his kids doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want Jubilees to be doing that to um. Dink and dunk to all the different receivers Sunday, you know? Yeah. Uh, Austin Carr, one play. Michael Thomas, the next play. Benjamin Watson, like, keep it up, Drew. Like, keep it going. That'd be pretty cool. Who do you but, think scores the first touchdown for the Saints? That's so tough. Um, Alvin Kamara. Alvin by Kamara. Far. You know what I'm going to say? What? Mario Davis on a pick six. Oh, yeah, you're going bold. Dang. Bold, baby. Let's do it. Come on, Mario Davis. Yeah, it's, come on. It's time. It's time, my man. Right after this, uh, right after this podcast goes out later, I'm gonna tweet and be like, "Oh, uh, we're predicting you get a pick six. Please do, so you can prove us right." You know? Yeah. He's been retweeting actually everything that um. Yeah, I love Demario, man. He's he's very he engages a lot with with the fans, yeah, and that, that's cool. great, man. You always love that. You know, they don't they don't have to do that. They could totally ignore you. Most do, but man, when they when they kind of engage a little bit on social media, that that's oh, it's awesome. even more fun. Yeah. Oh, and one more bit of news while we're on the Saints talk here. Alvin Kamara has his own watermelon airhead now, has his face on it and everything. But unfortunately, Saints fans, unless Alvin Kamara is sending you some, we can't get any because apparently airheads isn't uh, uh, giving it out to the public. It's only for his <laughs> friends and family. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That's funny. It's pretty lame. But, uh, yeah, with that being said, though, thanks so much for tuning into this episode, guys, of the Who Dad Dish podcast. As Dayton would always say, we appreciate you being here, guys. But, um, yeah, this is where you can follow our social media, of course. So we mostly reside on Twitter, as you would know. So uh, for our Twitter accounts, you can follow the official Who Dad Dish podcast account at the WDD podcast. You can follow Dayton Brown, the guy who's usually always here. But this week he's working hard at work, so uh, he got to take a, a couple podcast episodes off. But he'll be back next week. You can follow him at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow a good buddy on the other side of the mic this week, uh, Charlie Pollock at St. Charlie. You can follow me on Twitter at Raymond Tyler M. Make sure to check out on the on Facebook uh, the page Who That Dish. Roy Anderson. Everybody is posting there. They're posting on whodatdish.com. We have amazing authors amazing people writing great articles tony twilly got to meet him in person a while back he's writing good stuff too so check this out there and you can follow uh you can follow all of our podcast episodes where they come out uh we post them on facebook but where they fo- come out personally on spreaker.com for the internet and if you have an iphone just search itunes or the podcast app just search the who that dish podcast you'll find us there but as always we appreciate you tuning in and have a good night and as always who that? Who that?